Hi guys, I hope you're all well and staying safe in your homes amid this pandemic. Regardless of the rushed ease of lockdown restrictions in the UK, I trust you'll all be striving and endeavouring to keep you, your family and friends safe by maintaining social distancing. When Uma and I decided to start this podcast, it was not only a way for us to enjoy one another's company, but to also unwind, shed the stresses of the day, and explore issues, matters and subjects that interest us at that moment. As our audience and listenership has grown, of which we are grateful for every one of you, it has fueled our drive to continue to provide you all with better and better content. We have covered a myriad of subjects ranging from artificial intelligence to mental health to the coronavirus. But regardless of the topic, we approach it in the same way. We analyse, dismantle, understand, form an opinion and then create a solution or a conclusion. For us, racism is not a trend. So rather than releasing a statement for the sake of releasing a statement, or to jump on the bandwagon as it were, we wanted to try to provide our take on what is happening and what we can do to help. Now we won't be right but being right isn't what matters here. Trying to help is. It seems as though in 2020, the world has seen the re-emergence of two enemies, both of which are malignant, devastating, contagious, and ancient. These enemies are not new. They are not imaginary, and they are not figments of a vast conspiracy theory. They are real, and people around the world have had to deal with them and fight alone. On one side, we have disease. On the other, we have racism. With the former, we all seem to have grouped together behind our country's respective national healthcare, protected one another, stayed at home, and are on the way to returning to normal. Will we ever be rid of COVID-19? Absolutely not. Even after the vaccine, it will be with us for the foreseeable future, but we will have it under control. We will have it under control because globally, leaders and decision makers are making it happen. We won't see the same with racism if presidents continue to make statements like when the looting starts, the shooting starts. With the heart-wrenching death of George Floyd, we have now seen racism be thrusted into the media with mass riots and protests being enacted all over the world, most prominently in the US and here in the UK. In spite of this tragic event, we must remember, as mentioned previously, racism is not a phenomenon, nor is it something recent. It is something that people of colour have had to endure every day, silently. In order to fit in, people of colour have had to forego their culture and westernise their traditions to make it acceptable. But yet still across the world, people of colour continue to be persecuted for nothing more than the fact that they are coloured. The unjust murder of George Floyd was a horrendous event. But what would have happened if it was not captured on film? 
What if we never saw Officer Chalvin leaning on George Floyd's neck, pressing his face against the tarmac, ignoring his pleads of pain and discomfort? What if we never heard those chilling words of desperacy? I can't breathe. Now let's think about the countless times this has happened, and we never knew. The black men and women who suffered at the hands of the people sworn to protect and serve them. They must endure silently. Now let's imagine the black woman who is buying a gift for her husband, but is racially profiled and doesn't get the same quality of service as everyone else. She must endure silently. Let's imagine the black man who has racial slurs yelled at him every day on his daily commute to work. He must endure silently. For most, they do not need to use their imagination, only their memories. Things must change where experiencing racism is a daily occurrence. Things must change for those who are voiceless, those who cannot defend themselves and find them downtrodden by the bullies and oppressors in this world. To truly understand a situation, we must apply some facts, and only then can we truly grasp the gravity of what is going on. In Utah, the African Americans comprise just 1% of the population, but yet they accounted for 10% of police killings over the past seven years. That's a disproportionate rate of almost 10 times. In Minnesota, black Americans are nearly four times as likely to be killed by law enforcement, with black victims comprising 20% of those killed, despite only comprising 5% of the total population. In nearly every state, African Americans face a significantly higher risk of being killed by police officers than white Americans. Fearing for your life from those meant to protect you is not a reality that anyone should have to face. But how can this cancer be treated? Is it a problem with police training? Is it the portrayal of people of colour in the media? What is causing this extraordinarily widespread racism to flourish and result in lives being lost? We must diagnose this and treat it before it's too late. Black people across the Western world, particularly in the US, are unfortunately regaled with the badge of a racism victim. Some light is then shone on the matter in media, and that is meant to be enough. But yet the background prejudice remains. The constant reminder that you are not one of us, you are not white, reminding you to stay in your place. But no more. We shall stay silent no more. Let us band together like we have for this pandemic and show this institutional systemic racism that we say no. White people in particular must become more diligent of their actions towards people of colour and take the advice of Jane Elliott. You must assume that you are racist. Once you've gotten over that hurdle, you can then start to correct yourself. Remember, change starts with the smallest of actions. We don't need another death. Black Lives Matter, 
Say no to racism.